Uh, yes. Tell us some more jokes. I like the jokes. Oh, all right. Hang on. Let me look one more here. I have to open the box. It was given to me. Hang on. We'll go a little further down. See, these are important. Do you start rehearsals with these? Wrong. You should. What grade did the fish receive after the exam? What the fish, so the fish is taking a test and takes an exam, and then we want to know what, what the, the grade, grade was. was. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm a fr- I don't know. You're not very good. It was below C level. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What do you call fake pasta? Fake. Okay, so you're in the kitchen and you're cooking, and it's it's fake, not real pasta. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's an impasta. 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 Eh, it wasn't as funny as the sea level. And one. here's your last one. Okay, last one. Okay. What do you call a snake wearing a hard hat? A snake wearing a hard hat. Uh, I, I, I'm never good at these. A bow constructor. Oh, a bow constructor. <laughs> well. Hi. Hello. You're listening to Renaissance Man a podcast featuring my father, Philip Brunel, as he talks about the world of music. Yes, this was a gift. You know, every time any choir member of the church choir goes away, they are to bring a gift to the conductor. Oh! And so they do that's it. So that's what I got. So somebody. that's a kind of how long has that policy been in place with the uh, the the church choir? Oh, I don't know, fifteen years. So for the last fifteen years, if I'm a choir member at Plymouth Congregational <laughs> Church and yep. I go on vacation somewhere, the expectation is that when I return, mm-hmm. I will come bearing a gift for Philip, the conductor, the right. choir master. That's a, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Are there limits on like size or budget? No, most of them are all inexpensive. That would be yeah. the hope. Cheap jokes. Yeah, things. I mean, I can show you some of them. I keep them, you know. Yeah, of course you do. A little I mean, and... like over here, I'll show you. Oh, we're moving around the office. Well, here, for instance. Um, what do you have there? It's in this box. Mm, that's exciting. What did you get? Oh, it's a, pe- a, a a consumed piece of corn, a little corn cob. Mm-hmm. Someone wrapped up a corn cob for you. How mm-hmm. nice! Yeah, <laughs> so you might. And you've kept that in your office. Oh, it'll be given to somebody. Don't oh, worry. Oh, 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 you re- oh you regift. Oh yes, 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 yes. You love gifts. And then I got this yeah. coffee mug. Yep. Keep calm and trust the organist. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I have that one. That's nice. And then I received this, which is uh, from. Brussels. Okay, it's a little statuary thing. A little, a little, some type of. Um... No, look carefully. It says Brussels. It's from Brussels. And the character, the little boy, is. Was he peeing or something yes. like that? Oh, uh-huh. okay. In Brussels, in the big square, there is this huge, big statue of this. Oh, okay, of the little boy peeing in the uh, in the water. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. 
So that well, I have that. How lucky you that you yeah. have received all these trinkets. And here's one more to show you. Oh, what's that? That is a container with, should we open it? Is it safe? It's sand. Oh, sand. From, I don't, from some special place. <laughs> sand from some special place. Right. Well, that's, you have, look, there's dozens of little trinkets that you've oh, got many little things there. Wow. Yep. What an, yep, yep. What a, and then also, this was a better one. Oh, Twisted Tongues, Jokes, Comics, Facts, and Tongue Twisters. A book, you got a book of I tongue I got a book of tongue twisters, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you use those as like pronunciation tests yep. for the choir? I have used that, yes. Well, I yeah, have. I can yeah. see. So that's enough for today, so. There's many more. So, there. so when you coach young uh, choir directors who are getting into the trade, getting their feet wet to become choir masters, mm -hmm. uh, do you recommend the whole? If you were advising someone who is starting out early in their career, at what point in their tenure at a church should they begin to suggest that vacationing choir members ought to return with gifts for the choir master? Well, I'd wait a little bit till yeah. you have gotten their confidence and their love, and yeah. then you could begin to think, here's an idea. And how do you first suggest that? Like, hey, I understand you're going on vacation. You should get something no, for no, no. me. Because they all tell me when they're going to be gone. Yeah, right. So I know that. You know, you know they're going to be gone, but, but how do you... Then I just say, so... You know, oh, they just know that when I'm you, going to Paris, I'm going somewhere yeah, right. and you say, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to Albert Lee, Yeah, yeah. you yeah, know, yeah. so bring a gift. Yeah. Oh, could you get something for me? Mm -hmm. So I, yeah. Okay. Well, that's from the gamut. I got a beautiful postcard someone sent me, which was a postcard of um, a parking lot in a small town. That's nice. That's it. That means they love you. <laughs> I'm looking at your desk. Let's see. We've got a copy of New Songs of Inspiration. Those were just given to me by someone whose mother was uh, was cleaning out her house and found these gospel hymn books. Well, that's that a she, gospel hymn book. All of them. Well, I like this. Radio Melodies, edited right. by R.E. Winsett. Mm -hmm. The, oh, popular songs. Mm -hmm. Back when we used to print uh, sheet music for everything. And Clayton's Solos and Duets. Number two, a Word of Life songbook. Yeah. Well, lucky you. So those were given to me, as many things are given yeah, to people me. People so. like to give you gifts. Yeah, they do. I see. Well, uh, what gifts have the, has the world bestowed upon you in the last since we last spoke? Well, you were turning. The last time we spoke, you were turning eighty. I know, and I've stayed eighty. Okay. I remained the same. Yeah. And uh, I was very given, of, which was uh, at a surprise birthday party. Well, I, the party wasn't a surprise, but the gifts were amongst them was a very nice greeting uh, on paper from the White House, a birthday greeting from President Biden. Wow. Well, that's nice. He's, yes. And he's a year older than you. He is a year older. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And then I also, from Re Representative Betty McCollum. Oh, how nice. Uh, she, this is a thing they can do, is to have a flag mm. flying over the House of Representatives mm. building and uh, in honor on oh. your birthday. How nice. And then she, it is then folded and put in a beautiful glass case and given to me. Very kind. Where is that flag? At home. 
Okay, so it's going to be hang, flying at the front door then of the house and go back. Well, I have to figure out what to do with it. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that's wonderful. So here we are again, fall of 2023, and uh, we're going to talk today about both Vocalescence and Plymouth Church. And as we do every year about this time of year, the coming season. Right. So I'm looking at the brochure here for, let's talk about Vocalescence first. The 23-24 season, this is how many seasons have you... Uh, this is year 55. The 55th season of Vocalescence. Well, congratulations. Um, and, and so it, the opening concert on the, the 29th of October, mm -hmm. uh, we have invited, as we do about every four or five years, the St. Olaf College Choir to mm. join us. Yeah, they're quite talented. So they sing a, a group of pieces, then the chorus and the ensemble singers do a group of pieces, and then we join together for a work that we can sing uh, en masse. And uh, in addition, I'm wanting to do a special piece for this program that would be in honor and memory of Sigrid Johnson, mm. who was my assistant uh, conductor here for about 15 years, maybe mm -hmm. 20. And, and she was wonderful. Also, also connected with St. Olaf. Also connected. So I thought, what can we do? So I thought what would be wonderful is to commission a piece uh, of music. She had the, the freshman women's choir down at St. Olaf. Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, so I've asked, I, I went to uh, Jocelyn Hagen, wonderful composer here in the Twin Cities, and uh, she was Sigrid's accompanist for two years at St. Olaf. Mm. And so I said, would you please compose a work that all the sopranos and altos of St. Olaf choir and vocal lessons could sing together and it should be for piano and female voices. And I'd like to have you be the pianist. She's just, she was thrilled. And the piece she wrote is absolutely beautiful. And Anton Armstrong, the conductor of the St. Olaf Choir, will conduct it. So that'll be a world premiere. It will be a world premiere. Of a new piece of music. How many world premieres have you uh, been responsible for? Uh, about... 330, I think. No, that's with commissions. Commissions. Premieres. Well, maybe premieres. 500. I don't know. I've never counted them all. Yeah. A few. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's something you like to do. Well, I like to I like to encourage composers. Yeah. I like to uh, have, you know, new pieces added to the canon so that we aren't, uh, you know, I love the old pieces. Right. But let's not Forget about composers working today. Yeah. All right. So that is the first uh, concert, Vocalescence <clears throat> and the St. Olaf Choir on October 29th. Mm -hmm. That'll be amazing. And then we segue into the holiday season, and it's the annual Welcome Christmas concert. We do two of them at Northrop Auditorium, which will involve the ensemble singers, the chorus, our youth choir, SOTA, mm -hmm. and our Vintage Voices choirs in several retirement homes. Well, and so you mentioned um, not uh, kind of trotting out old war horses. 
which is a, a fairly standard. Some people love that at Christmas. I they do. Love, and they I, love the, yeah, they right. love the tradition. How are you thinking about Welcome Christmas this year in terms of what is uh, something old that you're re- reimagining and what is something new? Well, we certainly include some things for the audience to join us. Right. And those would be more familiar pieces. Right. Uh, not necessarily, uh, it might be a new arrangement of something, right. but that they could do it. For instance, there's a really wonderful arrangement that John Rutter has done of Joy to the World. Mm. So we'll definitely do that. At the same time, uh, we're doing music from a number of countries. Mm. Uh, we uh, A piece by Naji Hakim, who is a Lebanese composer who lives in France, mm. who's done a really wonderful arrangement of O Tannenbaum. Oh, wow. So we'll do that. We have music from Norway, Sweden, uh, a new piece from Latvia. Uh, we've got music from Argentina. Uh, we've got, I mean, it's its kind of from all over. Plus, of course, composers from the USA, too. So this year's Welcome Christmas is very international. Very international. And is there going to be a, uh, there's a competition usually, right? The we didn't do one this year, oh, but okay. but we do have brass and percussion and piano and organ. So we we'll have, and we're going to do a couple of pieces that are brass and organ, just because Northrop has a phenomenal pipe organ, mm. which got totally redone about four years ago, and so we want to show that off. Fun. And who will be at the uh, at the helm of the organ? At the organ, well, two things. One will be Mary Jo Gothman. And then we're going to do one piece, which will be Mary Jo and Philip Brunel, organ, four hands, four oh, feet. Oh, ooh, four hands, four feet at the organ. That'll yes. be exciting. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So that's Welcome Christmas. And then a week after that, yeah, we you do, do the, the Bach uh, Christmas Oratorio. Okay. So this seems new. What is the what is Bach's Christmas Oratorio uh, and that you're going to be performing at St. Paul's United Church of Christ and Westwood Lutheran Church? Right. So two years ago, the Bach Society, which has a terrific Baroque orchestra, mm. asked us to do uh, the Christmas Oratorio with them. Yeah. And so we said, sure, there are six parts to the Christmas Oratorio. And so what we did then was four of the six parts. Mm-hmm. So this time we're doing four, not quite the same four. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll do it again with the Bach Society orchestra because this is an orchestra that specializes in uh baroque instruments mm. so uh, oh, so it's authentic terrific. instrumentation very much yes so that'll happen well so that's an interesting thought um because how do you as a as a choir master as a conductor think about um that type of work you're going to be doing that in two different churches mm-hmm. um do you have to think differently or plan differently given, I, I, and I'm thinking of, will you have a sack butt? You know? There'll be no, Bach did not write for sack butt. Oh, and so well. therefore it won't be there. But one of the things that's interesting, of course, pitch mm. in the time of Bach was different than it is today. How so? Pitch then was a half step lower. So if, so... Going over to the piano here. Let's walk over to the piano. So if in today's world, you're going uh, back 
box time was so everything that we will sing will be one half step lower than the music you're reading okay but why like why did well, uh, pitch has changed pitch has gone up why has pitch gone up why is why why do we have problems with uh, the why does the, the world climate keep change? Yeah, why does know? the world keep spinning? Right, right, yeah. right exactly. Okay. So pitch has just gone up by a half step over time, over a couple hundred years. Yeah, yeah. And so now, so therefore, for singers, particularly sopranos and tenors, uh, you know, the fact that it's a half step lower, they are very happy. Okay, it means that. You don't have quite as high notes to be singing constantly yeah. as you did. So that when you're having, rather than just having to go, you're now going, it's just mm -hmm. easier to be, to have that happen. And how you. big is that orchestra? How many? Uh, the orchestra, you have the trumpets, timpani, oboes, flutes, uh, bassoon, strings. It's 20-some. 20-some. And okay. we are 32 singers. Okay. Yeah. Well, that'll be great. So that's the the uh, Christmas Oratoria. You'll do four of the six uh -huh. parts in that uh, twice. And that comes up uh, December 15th and 16th. Right. Okay. And then we get into the new year. We're into the year 2024. We come into February. Uh, February 4th, we are doing a program called at the American Swedish Institute called Phillips favorites well do tell it's been a real challenge because i figured out that i had about a four hour concert of music and uh the word is no how about 90 minutes of music not four hours so well, but if you broke it up with like some meals and some bathroom breaks i could probably i think there's people who'd sign up for that except that i have to do the program twice in oh. the same day Oh, yeah. And okay. so the this is with the ensemble singers. Okay. And so we're definitely... So the so, challenge to you has been, I have to pick my favorites, but I love all my children. You have it exactly correct. And how do you winnow it? So how have you, of 55 years of this entity existing, how have you winnowed it down to your favorites? As of this date, the 22nd of... October, I don't it's have September. it done. I mean, September. Yeah. I don't have it yet. Okay. I've windowed it down mm. to about two hours. Yeah. But I've got to cut 30 minutes off of that yet. Well, that's an, I mean, that's a really interesting challenge. So it's a big challenge. It's wonderful because these are all, I only perform pieces I like. Yeah. I mean, why would you ever want to schedule music you don't like? Right. But I'm thinking, so, okay, so 55 years of programming music with, you know, co composers you've commissioned. So it's a piece Many. of music as well as historic pieces. Walk me through the process. Like, where do you even start to sort of determine your quote unquote favorites? Because as you said, you were, you began with four hours. Like, how do you even get to four hours of music? Well, you just begin going back and looking from the beginning of music that you go, ah, there's a favorite. Mm. Oh, and you usually start by composers. Mm. Who are the composers you want to be sure are f included? Mm -hmm. You knew 
that you wanted Dominic Argento yeah. included. Yeah. The yeah, very I think first composer. If I had we, to pick one of your favorites, it would be Dominic. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and I want something that 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 we know him for. Mm -hmm. uh, then the, I would want to also have of the local composers. I would certainly want Libby Larson. Yeah. Whom, given for, your long, long history, long yeah, history with her. So those are two of the local folk that you want. Another one would be Carol Barnett. Yeah. So you know, and then you start thinking about people beyond the Twin Cities that whose music we have championed. People like Conrad Sousa, for right, sure. Right, yeah. Richard Rodney Bennett, yeah. absolutely. So yeah. the list is, it's been a. It's been a wonder. I also asked some of the ensemble singers who've been around for a while. Right. So if you had to choose a yeah, piece, yeah, yeah. what would you choose? And they, oh my word, they same thing. They said, oh, the list is huge. Yeah, and I yeah. Went, yes, I know that. Well, you know, maybe it's an opportunity in, in that, uh, not to give you programming advice, but you know, you could do the program, but you could print out sort of like, I, I'm, I'm thinking Dan's, 10 favorites or uh, uh, any of your other singers, top 10 favorites, you know, well, as that's a way of, what, and that's what they did for me. And they were all like, oh my word. Yeah. And then it was, I hope you're going to include this. Yeah. And I'm going, well, yeah. maybe, maybe not. So the thing for the audience to look forward to is that on February 4th, 2024, we're going to wind up at the Swedish Institute and we're going to hear your favorites. Exactly. And you can either come at four o'clock or at seven o'clock, we're doing okay. it twice. Well, that'll be fun, that'll be fun. And then uh, we come into uh, March and we're going to, it, it is what year of Witness? 35. The 35th year of Witness, uh, this year titled Leading with Love. And as I can see from the program and the photo, uh, we're welcoming back everybody's friend Melanie Damore. Yeah. Oh, so, yes. What's going to happen in March with Melanie and Witness? Well, we're going to do a couple of Melanie's pieces that mm. she's written for us. Yeah. And she, I mean, she's just such an inspiration. The audience adores right. her. The singers love her. Right. And she's just, she's just a real, and she's just a real force for social yeah. action. Right. And a real force for just for being out there in the community and doing good right. work. Well, and we should mention that in this, the history of this podcast, we've talked to Melanie in the past. Right. So uh, we'll put a link in the show notes to that interview with her from a few years ago. Um, and, and one thing worth noticing uh, or mentioning about that concert on March 17th is that, you know, come to Orchestra Hall prepared to sing. Oh, Absolutely. Uh, it's sort of a requirement with, with uh, Melanie that the audience is expected to use their outdoor voices. Um, and, and let's talk a little bit about the 35th year of Witness in terms of getting into the schools and working with uh, various composers and, and affecting, you know, as I understand, even tens of thousands of students. Oh, it's for sure. Uh, what you know, what are you working towards this year in the 35th well, year? Uh, we have our witness artists who yes. go out in the schools. Yeah. And I think right now they're in 40-some schools mm. doing this within the... High schools and high middle schools, schools and middle schools, yeah. right. All over the Twin Cities. Yep. And so in addition to doing the witness concert, mm -hmm. we also do three 
Young People's Concert, which brings another 6,000 kids right. to Orchestra Hall. To experience. You know, to experience Melody D'Amore. Yeah. And the orchestra and singers. And yeah. The whole experience of what Melanie brings and and asking them to be activists for change, activists for important work in our Twin City area. That's fantastic. So that'll be fun. And then last but not least, uh, as we get into May, we'll be at the Ted Mann Concert Hall at the University of Minnesota. And uh, this is a concert titled Hope Renewed. Which and is a continuation from last year when we did a, a concert about hope that we are trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. And so now we're coming to Hope Renewed. It includes uh, a new piece that we are one of the co-commissioners uh, composed by Twin City composer Kyle Pedersen. Mm. And along with that, uh, there's several other new pieces that we are doing, plus uh, some other works that the ensemble singers are going to do that are on the hope theme. Mm -hmm. So uh, operationally, looking at this season, you know, beginning next month in October, well, we can talk, I want to talk about some of the other things, but the main concerts, one, two, three, four, you have six of them, mm -hmm. six main concerts in the season, starting in October, ending in May. How far out do you have to plan for these in terms of operationally getting venues booked and kind of, as you said, you know, you don't quite have your, your February concert fleshed out, but you don't need to. But like, how, how far out do you begin planning a season? Well, here we are in 23 mm -hmm. and the 23-24, of course, is done. The 24-25 is almost done. Okay, so you, you're working a year ahead. A year and a half or two. Mm. Oh, wow, okay. Oh, yeah. So because there's some big events that you want to do that you need more lead time, whether it's because it's a commission piece right. or whether it's you want to bring a special guest right. and you're hoping you can find a date that guest can come. Yeah, so yeah. don't hesitate to plan in advance is your recommendation. Oh, I've always felt that was really important for us. So yeah. we've done it. Now, I noticed there's a couple of other interesting uh, concerts in the season, and it, I think it's worth noting that, that Vocal Essence is engaged in... They were engaged in one with Sabathony and one with Vintage Voices, that we're going to do those two, and we'll do a gala in the spring. Those, wow. Those are three more So things. six big concerts and then three other big deals. And right. So that's, that is Vocal Essence in your 55th year. It's sort of... You've done it a few times, so this isn't new necessarily. It's not new, but it's always new. Yeah. Because the music that we do, some of it may be a repeat, but most of it is things that are brand new. And that's really when I started Vocal Essence. That was the whole idea that there were out there, I knew, 10 or 12 war horses that everybody yeah. was expecting a choir to do. So I just decided we would never do those. I love them. Right. But I thought other choirs will do them, and that's great. But what we'll do instead is focus on the thousands of other pieces that are out there. So I want to do a quick segue as we think about beginning uh, new seasons. And so now you're you're here seated at, at Plymouth Church. You are also the organist and choir master at Plymouth. How do you think about that institution and 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 the season as it is 
I mean, I know there's the the liturgical season, um, but how are you thinking about fall into winter and how far ahead are you planning for Plymouth Church as uh, the choral director? I like to plan the entire year. So that would mean the repertoire from uh, September through June. Okay. The choir doesn't sing in July and August. Right. So I've got that all chosen. Okay. And when when did you do that? How far in advance is that occurring? Uh, I've already put aside pretty much what we will do in the fall of 24. Okay. I can change it. Yeah. That's the great... You know, if suddenly someone, yeah, one of the ministers says, oh, this Sunday, it's a different theme. Uh, it, can you, you know, not this Sunday, but coming right. up in a couple of weeks, yeah. could you switch things around? Could you substitute right. another piece? Yeah. We're having this, th yes. So sure. I can, you know, often make that switch possible mm -hmm. for that. But I just, my goal is that if you were looking at the repertoire of all the Sundays from September to June, what you would find here, which is not typical at other churches, you would find that we have covered the sacred repertoire from Renaissance up to 2023. Mm. That we are trying, because there's so much great music. Right. Why just look at one period? Right. So we'll do Renaissance, we'll do Baroque, we'll do classical, we'll do Romantic, and we'll make a special focus on contemporary so that we can encourage composers who are living today to write music, sacred music. Uh, for instance, this coming Sunday, uh, the 24th, uh, is a new piece written by the uh, local composer uh, David Evan Thomas. Mm. And this is a piece that was commissioned by Carolyn Brunel mm. for her husband's 80th birthday. Oh, I see. Right. And so we will sing this anthem on Sunday of David's. We'll also, because he's terrific and because he'll be here, I've also included an organ piece of his and yeah, a yeah. hymn of David's as okay. well to go with, to make it, uh, you know, to people to understand Wow, this is an amazing composer. So there's more of those. The next Sunday, uh, uh, where I found out some time ago that uh, Bradley Ellingbow, who went to St. Olaf, but now for many years has been living in New Mexico, where he's the choral man at the university there. Yeah. And he's going to be in town. And I said, oh, well, Bradley, we have a piece of yours uh, that we do called Dappled Things. Why don't you conduct that if you're going to be in town? And he said, well, I've never conducted that piece. I've composed it. Yeah. But yeah. I said, well, this is your chance. So he's going to conduct it. That's yeah. fun. And do you have any other interesting commissions occurring within Plymouth Church uh, in the coming season, in the coming year? Yes, I've commissioned a, a composer from the Philippines, mm. uh, Ely Maniano, mm -hmm. uh, whose music I found out about several years ago. And he's a wonderful composer, mm. probably in his 30s. Yeah. And so I said, we need you to write a piece for us. Not sure exactly when we'll get mm. that piece, but right. probably something. I'll switch another piece out and we'll add it in the spring. Yeah. Fun. So you're, you're all set for 
yet another season here in oh, Plymouth yeah. Church, mm-hmm. and you've got things organized and, and established there. Um, well, if it isn't apparent to you know future choral directors and future choir masters and uh, folks running artistic operations, it, it sort of helps to plan ahead. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I just and you know who really appreciates that? Well, a number of people starting with the choir. Right. They love to know that the director has taken the time to think about the repertoire, mm-hmm. uh, which also means that it's not just a matter of a broad, a broad look at repertoire, but it also means that I've been looking and studying the repertoire, mm-hmm. so I know what's coming up each week in advance of that. Right. So it's not going to be haphazard. Right. And and in, in some cases, I'm guessing specific for like Plymouth Church and that choir, because they're singing every Sunday, you can advise them to say, hey, this coming Sunday, you know, as we're preparing, this music's relatively easier, technically, you know, but I, I want you to prepare because the following Sunday, there's a, a particular piece that has some challenges for a choir, right? So you can you can help them mentally kind of block yeah. out their schedule as it as it right. relates to performing. The other reason it's nice, I remember years and years ago, uh, in the winter, I scheduled a particular anthem in February that for male voices, and when the list came out, uh, I had out of the bass section, six basses who came up to me and said, oh, you know, I'm going to be gone that Sunday skiing. Mm, right. I said, maybe we should change that piece right. yeah. and put it another week and make a little switch. You yeah. know, it's called, but if you don't tell people in advance, they wouldn't know. And you'd come to that Sunday and go, uh, where's the bass section? Right. Right. They're sort of critical of this piece. So. Yes. Yeah, planning in advance, a key theme for success in your 55th and years ahead and years to come. So, um, well, there you have it. I think we've kind of covered the waterfront. Do you have any more jokes you want to tell? No. No, you're good with jokes. All right. Well, thanks so much. You are welcome. Johnny's too long at the fair. Johnny's too long at the fair.